Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. I want to build off a message I did a few weeks ago called God is Not an Angry Police Officer. And the theme of that message was basically this, that when I was younger, I used to think of God as sort of a police officer or as this kind of you know FBI agent who would hide around corners and wait for me to mess up so that he could condemn me and he could punish me and, and do all sorts of things. And as I grew older, I realized that nothing could be further from the truth. And I've been wondering ever since I did that episode how I could better illustrate my point. And it occurred to me I should probably rely on my experience as a member of law enforcement myself. And for those who don't know, you know, I, I, I am a lawyer. And one of my first jobs out of law school for about three and a half years was as a prosecutor. And in that capacity, I had to memorize this entire book. This is called The Criminal Code of New Jersey. And it's about 1,300 pages. You can see how thick it is. And to answer your question, yes, I did memorize this. I mean, you know, maybe not word for word exactly, but I, I could tell you the substance of all the different laws. And here I had to know it all. In fact, I do still do criminal defense and, and I still have to know this stuff. And believe me when I say to you, I have all the respect in the world for law enforcement. I have all the respect in the world for our police and our FBI agents and all that stuff. But my point of the message today is that this book here should never be confused with this Bible here, that these are two very different things, okay? This is here to restrict you. This says who the Son sets free is free indeed. This is here to condemn people. This says there is no condemnation in Christ. This says if you break the rules, you have to pay a price. This says Jesus paid it all. And interestingly, this talks about what you can and can't do. This actually says all things are permissible, but not everything is beneficial. That's a weird verse, actually. It's in 1 Corinthians where Paul is writing and he says all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. And you think, what in the world is he talking about? Isn't this whole book just about what is and isn't permissible? No, that's what this book is about. And yes, there are a lot of things in here that talk about what you're not supposed to do. Be careful here, okay? In fact, you talk about the Old Testament and you think about the Ten Commandments. There is actually something like 650 commandments that people had to follow in order to achieve righteousness. And Paul even talks about this. Paul talks about all these different things that you, all these sort of different lifestyle sins you had to avoid. And so how is it that Paul is now contradicting himself? Is this just an example of where the Bible contradicts itself? I mean, if it was two different authors, if it was Paul writing one thing and other parts of the Bible were written at a different time, whatever, that's one thing. But here it sounds like Paul is contradicting himself because he's all about obedience. But then later on, he says, all things are permissible. Well, what's really happening here? Let me explain. Paul speaks a lot about the freedom we have in Christ because Christ died for our sins. 
and and his grace and his mercy covers those sins. And what was happening is that a lot of people were taking his words out of context and they were going from one extreme, which was we had to follow all of these 650 rules that even micromanaged how and when we wash our hands, throwing that out and now going to the other extreme and saying, oh, I guess we can do anything we want now because God will forgive us. And Paul in saying that all things are permissible, but not everything is beneficial, he's actually announcing a paradigm shift here, okay? He's saying, you're missing the point, okay? When God talks about sin, he's not he, He's not laying down laws in the sense that a criminal code is laying them down, okay? That's, that's, the, that's not the point. He's not keeping score like that. What he's doing is he's saying, I love you as a father, as a parent, and I don't want you to hurt yourself. I don't want you to harm yourself. I don't want you to build up uh, an evil world. And so I'm giving you these 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 things called sins. I'm telling you what the sins are so you know how not to harm yourself and you know how not to harm others. That's why when when they ask uh, when people ask Jesus about the commandments, he says, "Here are the commandments: love God and love man." If you boil everything down to that, Okay, you're not going to live in sin. And that's the point. The point of these people thought that you could achieve righteousness by following all these laws. And that wasn't it. Paul's like, no, you achieve. Christ is the righteousness. Christ dying on the cross is what gives us salvation. Okay, these things that we call sins, that's God's not putting them there to condemn you like they used to be. God is telling you these things to help you because he doesn't want to see you hurt yourself, okay? Just like a, a parent uh, who tells his children, don't do drugs. They're not doing it because they don't want the kids not to have fun or they're not doing it because they're creating a rule that they hope their kids break so that they can condemn their kids. That's not it at all. They're telling their kids this because they don't want the kids to hurt themselves and they want them to live healthy and happy lives. And that's really the same thing with what God's doing. So it's not about condemning you. It's about helping you. I'll close with this. I remember I went to a very, very Christian college. And then after that, I went to a very secular law school. And they were both good enough schools. I'm not complaining. The Christian school had a code of conduct that was about 50 pages long, outlining what you could not do. The secular law school didn't. They just had one rule, and it was every student must be a gentleman. Of course, that was made back when it was just a men's school. But then when, obviously, women were there, the, every person is expected basically to conduct themselves honorably and with integrity and treat people with respect. That's really what they were saying, okay? So all of their rules boil down to this. Everybody act honorably and treat everyone with respect. And I thought, how ironic it is and what an indictment it is that the Christian school has to enumerate all of these laws, but the secular school basically just says everyone only needs to act like a Christian. Wouldn't the world be a much better place if we just followed that very basic rule? Act honorably, respect others, as Jesus really succinctly put it, love God and love man. And that's what I'm here to tell you today, guys, is that the Bible is not this criminal code. We get so hung up on that, okay? It's basically love God and love man. And if you follow those principles, if you follow that principle, if your heart is in the right place and you let the Holy Spirit guide you, what you're going to find is you're living a righteous life really without even trying. And if you do that, then you're going to achieve fulfillment. Then you're going to achieve the love, joy, and peace translation, the happiness that God promises all of us, and the world's going to be a much better place. That's my message for you today.
Wow. Wow. That was awesome. That was awesome. And I love that you brought your experience and your background into that. Um, you know, there's so many, so many things linked to that. How in what you said, you know, the enemy really tries to make us think you're missing out on the fun. You're missing out on this and that. When in reality, the Bible says at, you know, at the right hand of Jesus at his, in his presence are pleasures evermore that you think of everything that gets twisted in the enemy's camp and that the purity of enjoying things is, is with the Lord. And, um, it, it's God wants us to enjoy life to the fullest, to n- be free from pain and things that are going to harm us. So that's such a good point. I mean, it's, it's quite funny that people, if you, you like you say, you're missing the point if you think that, oh, I missed out on this when I was a kid or, oh, I missed out on that. No, you don't want to miss out on things that are going to be painful to you or, or experiences that are going to be, um, painful and, and not be beneficial to you. God has, uh, the best for you and he has your best interest at heart. And, you know, he wants to give you life and life abundantly mm-hmm. and fullness and enjoyment. And I think people, if they're not Christians or whatever perspective or whatever their background is, think that, you know, Christians just walk around like having to be, you know, reverential is a good, is a good thing. Yeah. But, um, it's very stoic in the sense that no, God's joy is in, you know, fulfillment. Like these, like these monks basically. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and if God created you, like for me, some people like to be very silent and like to be kind of whatever, that's fine. But if, if God created you, in other words, don't punish your talents that God has given you. The enemy wants to twist those things mm-hmm. and he wants to make them uh, tell you, oh, you can't use that in the kingdom of God, so use it over here. Yeah. Whereas the Lord tells you, oh, I've given you that voice to sing. I've given you that that talent and that ability. I've given you that interpersonal communication skills for a reason. And so, and for your enjoyment and for my enjoyment. Yeah, I think, you know, the point is too many people get hung up on the sort of legalist thing, you know, what is and isn't allowed, instead of really looking at it as, God has given us not freedom to sin, but freedom from, from sin. sin. And that is itself it's kind of explaining the, pa- the paradigm shift, okay? It's like, yeah, these certain rules were enumerated, and God's going to tell you what's, what's good and what's bad. But again, it's not there to condemn you, okay? It's just, there, it's just there to help you because God doesn't want you to harm yourself. And more to the point, he doesn't want separation between you and him. He loves you so much. Yes. And he's a holy God, a holy God who can't really be around sin, okay, that he wants, he gave his son so he would die, so his blood would wash your sin away, so that there'd be no distance between you and him. That's really the point. So the, it's not it's not to condemn you, it's not to convict you, it's not to sentence you uh, for some sort of crimes. It's, it's there for your betterment. Just like when a doctor says, Hey, look, if you want to be healthy, you got to eat right. You got to exercise. You got to take your vitamins. You got to get a proper amount of sleep. He's not saying that to be mean because right. he doesn't want you to have fun. He's just saying, this is how it is. If you want to be healthy, here's how you got to do it. And that's really all the Bible is saying. And so I think so many times 
people just look at it as something that's threatening mm. and they should really look at it instead as something that's very welcoming. Absolutely. And for the person who says, well, I don't want to, I don't know. I feel tripped up. Is this permissible? Is this not permissible? Just like you were saying, and you're missing the point when the Holy Spirit is in you and you ask the Holy Spirit and every day you say, God, I want to do what you want me to do. I want to follow you. When you have that heart and the Holy Spirit is living inside you, He'll show you and he'll begin to show you and correct you in a loving way, not condemnation, like Jordan said, but a loving way of correction so that you can live the best life he has for you. Yep. Why don't you lead us in prayer? Absolutely. Thank you, God, that we are free from condemnation with you, that you're not up in heaven folding your arms and saying, okay, I've got five minutes. Here's your five minutes with me. God, you are all of the love languages and more. You are quality time. You are acts of service. You are kinesthetic. We feel your touch, Lord. You are, you are giving gifts, Lord. Your gifts are amazing. God, you are all of these things, Lord. You are everything and words of affirmation. God, we love you. We honor you. And we ask you, God, to just cleanse us. You know, like David said, search me and, and know my thoughts, know my heart. God, we are all, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory, but God, we know that day by day we can capture our thoughts and we can live in victory with you. So God, cleanse us daily. Lord, do cleanse us from all unrighteousness and help us to walk with you, God, and walk beside you into the best life you have for us, God. Not to look to the right or the left and to see things as they really are. I pray that every person and, 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 each generation, the generation that's up and coming, and all generations actually, that when the enemy comes at us with something that looks enticing, God, and it can be a lot of different things that are not even that obvious, God, whatever it is for each person, flattery, fame, fortune, anything, or lust, lust of the eyes, God, I pray that we would see things immediately as you see them, not as the enemy is trying to lie to us and show us one thing, that you, we would see them as, as they really are. I pray that this generation would rise up and every generation would rise up and, and take the land that was taken from us, that the enemy stole, Lord, that we would take back that land and take new land and new ground for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Great job, babe. All right, we got a couple of prayer requests, so we'll just kind of go through these real quick. April's praying for a God-centered relationship. Cameron's praying for his job and education. Sherry's praying for Pakistani Christians who are attacked. And um, I know there's another individual whose daughter is uh, right now having difficulty in her uh, childbirth delivery. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's pray for those people. Go ahead. Lord, I pray for April to find the man of her dreams and to have uh, my a deeper relationship with you, God, and in all of her relationships to have, to have that, that center of you, God, because we know only you, Lord, create love and, and can create all good things and all blessings from your own spirit, God. We pray for Cameron, who's knocking and seeking, asking for a job and education with that job. Lord, we ask that you would deliver that. For Shari, who's praying for Pakistani Christians and all Christians around the world, Lord, I pray that are in compromising situations. I pray for your shield that would be a, a, a just a 
favor, shield of favor, Lord, around them. Lord, I pray for your force field of um, just just your protection around each individual, each missionary, each Christian, each person who's persecuted God. Thank you for their faithfulness. I pray, Lord, for miraculous stories. And I do pray for this woman who's giving birth. Um, Lord, I pray that you would just create a miracle. Mm-hmm. Create a miracle, God. Yep. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Great job, baby. Great job. All right. Do you want me to lead everyone in the call of salvation? You're so good at it. All right. So you should do it. All right, everybody. So this is the most important part of the show, which is why I leave it to me. Uh, typically, we leave it to Kristen. I'm kidding. But this is the part where if you haven't dedicated your life to Christ yet, all you got to do is repeat after me. And if you have, but you want to rededicate it, that's fine too. This is the same thing. So all you got to do is say this. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. And that's it. I mean, if you've prayed that prayer just now and you meant it, well, congratulations. You're part of the kingdom now. And this is going to be the most exciting and fulfilling life you could ever even imagine. We're really very happy for you. We want to hear about it. Don't forget to send us a message. And uh, we're, we're, we are really very grateful. And, and we thank you for the opportunity to come into your homes and minister to you. And we just ask that everybody watching really, you know, take it upon yourself to be a great influence in your community, help people who need help. And uh, really just reflect God's love. And more than that, just reflect God's love. Let, let God's love flow through you and into others. That was really gr- great. Thank you. You did a great job. Thank you. <laughs> We're very encouraging. Like bring you. your fiancé to work day or something? Or that? I don't know. All right, guys. Listen, thanks for joining us. It's been a pleasure as always. We'll see you soon. In the meantime, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.